0: by Sports
1: Interaction Canada Sports Book
2: We're live
0: Salut tout le monde bienvenue Hey everybody welcome to Game Over now that that was a fun game that was uh, all of a sudden Alexander Barkov decided it's time for him to get involved obviously the Golden Knights took 8-3 one series lead there with uh again a great game by Chandler Stevenson. I I, I know we're talking about Eichel, I know we're talking about Machou, but I think he's been one of the best players uh throughout these playoffs, not just for the night, the golden knights for the whole playoffs. So tonight we have a really special episode. I'm I'm really pumped because these guys are are, are my buddies, they're my go-to, they're my emotional support. At all times. So we just spent, sorry it took us a little while to get on live there. Uh, we were having a lot of fun because we were just like a bunch of schoolboys reuniting after a while. So we will have Julian McKenzie, one of the brightest, smartest, best looking writers in hockey who used to obviously uh, cover the Montreal Canadiens. He is now in Calgary with The Athletic. And we might we might talk to andrew berkshire he's actually going to have an opportunity to speak so this time i'm going to be hosting i'm going to talk less which is great for everyone else and give these fine gentlemen an opportunity to uh to 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 actually say their piece now before we get going cuz i'm going to forget Like and subscribe or else, again, Andrew gets really mad. Like, he's nice in front of everyone else, but then he just reams me out for two hours if I don't do it. So, like and subscribe. Shout out to everyone in the chat. And we're seeing some familiar names here as well. Uh, We got Trinka, Adam. Hey, Adam, how's it going? Uh, Joseph is here. Joseph's hoping Florida can go to seven. We're going to get to more of those comments. But in the meantime, a word from our sponsors. Get in on the action and make your bet with Sports Interaction. Every hit every shot, every goal. From all your favorite teams and players to professional trolls like Matthew Kachuk, With competitive odds, the best live and play, and more ways than ever to get into the game. There's Minute Madness. It's an exclusive game with tons of opportunities to win by the minute. Download the app in Ontario. You can use the QR code that you see right in the corner of the screen. Or you can head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus please play responsibly all right so we're gonna start this off again uh, i'm so sorry it took us a while to get on but we're just so excited to be you know the three amigos together and and for me it's a great opportunity to speak to julian mckenzie who again one of the best writers covering hockey right now so make sure you go follow him on twitter julian how's it going
1: buddy dog it's been uh it's been a minute to since we've seen it it's really really been like I'm trying to think, what was the very last time we saw each other? It might have been when I—I um, I don't think you were with us when we went for Putin. Were we? Were you? I don't no. remember if you were. He wasn't. Mark couldn't so make. Been... Mark
2: wasn't feeling well when we when we went out with Laura.
1: So I think I haven't seen you I since I moved in. You did. We yeah, went that to. Doesn't An... sound like me. Yeah, you missed Putin. We went to Mapulmuyé and oh. uh, we got ourselves. Yeah, it was really good, dude. And it was like the coldest day of the year too. Remember that Berkshire? Yeah, it was
2: terrible. Yeah, the, it was the heat awful. in my car could not keep up. Oh man,
1: but we braved it and we got puts in. But uh braved, all that to you say You braved the cold, you braved the minus 10 to have
0: the best puts in of your no, life. No, 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 no. It was no, like no, minus it was not 35. Minus 10. It was
1: like no, it was worse. It was like almost like minus 40. That was like when we were getting those yeah. cold snaps. It, <laughs> it was, was the
0: coldest recorded temperature on
1: earth that day,
0: <laughs> but it dude, might have been the Putin warmed your soul, and that's what. And I'm I'm oh, actually 100%. sad now that I 100%. learned that I missed on a Putin. But hey, it's great to see you, buddy. And uh, I think you're coming back into town soon. You're in Calgary. We're gonna get to the game to the Vegas big win. But uh, real quick, man, how's how's life out west? It's been good, man.
1: Uh, thank I'm you so for. Happy to see you. I'm <laughs> happy to see you too. I'm happy to see Berkshire as well. Um, thank you for putting my business out there. That I will be back home. So now my phone's gonna blow up. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> <I'm> like, <"What?"> <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I've already like the days are getting like packed, but don't worry, we're gonna hang out. But it's been really, uh, it's been a really fun experience being out in Calgary, getting to know the Calgary contingent as well. I've been on a few game over Calgary shows with uh, Audi James, Peter Klein as well. Audie and I've got to hang out a couple times too. He's been really cool and Peter as well. Uh, getting to know some of the people that are out there too and the fans. There's some really good fans out there. Uh, they obviously want to see their team do well. I'm sure a lot of them. I feel like some of them have kind of gotten over the fact that like. Matthew Kachuk is in the Stanley Cup final. Some of them have. A lot of them have not. Some of them, I think, at least, at least they've been quiet about it. They've just been kind of maybe focusing <laughs> on other things. But uh, it's been a really fun experience. But I miss you guys a lot. Well, miss we you miss you. Too, you. And man. you know what?
0: Montreal misses you as a market. Because last summer, we lost a lot of talent in Montreal. Dan, yeah. Robertson, John Lou and Julian. We lost, like, our trifecta of great people. Um, but there's still some Marco okay D'Amico people Marco had
1: a lot of slack to pick up. You too.
0: Right? Exactly. But, 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 I mean, we have some good people left here. And even though he might look a lot more intimidating than the last time you saw him, uh, I would still consider Andrew Berkshire as one of those
2: great people. How's it going, buddy? I'm doing well. Well, I mean, I, I could be doing better. My kids could go to sleep normally at the end of the day. Is that but, why you uh, lost
0: all your hair? Because they wouldn't go to sleep? Is that pretty just... <laughs> much? No,
2: I'll, I'll tell you what happened with the hair. Essentially, doing this show and having a bright ring light on my face every single game. It started to be very noticeable how thin the hairs were here <laughs> i was like can i afford to fix that no i uh tried over-the-counter measures for a year and really? it's 80 a month and i was like i'm not paying that forever oh you were getting that
0: propitia you were thinking there's uh, no um, I, w-
2: I thought about that but then i looked and it said that uh, that kills your libido and i was like can't do that so <laughs> no. Not not going there so, on that one, but uh, so I just gave in.
1: I uh, yeah, man. I went I with the you, razor. I thought you were done having kids.
2: I uh, <laughs> I already made sure of that. This yeah, says,
0: yeah, it's not that. the first thing that he cut off. But here's the thing, Andrew. Uh, uh, we know obviously as a father, you have to be that intimidating figure. Do you think people are, are a little more into because? I'm not joking. I was in the car with you for five minutes the other day, and I finally look over, and I was I was scared. I was I, like, Andrew was intimidating to me, and he's the nicest guy I think I've ever met. Are people giving you a little more space in the sidewalks now? I don't know,
2: cause uh, I I try to make sure, like when I was shaving the head, I was like, I don't want to look like a skinhead, cause you know, don't want uh, don't want, you want Julian not returning my calls. why
1: do you want to go
0: there?
2: <laughs> so
0: I just Jesus. make sure. What, you know what, for lunch, we're going right down the road, right down the
1: middle. <laughs> this show, this show, we, by the way, this has been like, what, five, ten minutes. How much of this series have we discussed yet? Nothing. We'll, we'll get, go, into we, we get into I it. I promise. I promise we we'll get
2: into it. But basically what I do, I just smile. I just make sure I'm, I've always got a smile outside. So most Is people return or, or smile. Worse? I think it's fine. I think, I think I it's even more scary, yet. actually, on that note. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> just well, it's not like.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: That's overcompensating, and and Andrew Andrew looks like
1: the nicest like uh, biker gang member you could be. He's just like (laughs) smiling at people, just be like, "Hey, do you want to join? You want to join the Berkshire gang?"
0: As organized crime goes, there, that's uh, yeah. He's he'd be he'd be looking great. All right, so um, we're gonna talk about the hockey game just, but I want people in the chat to let me know if I'm right. I think Andrew, has anyone watched Sons of Anarchy? Because you could put him in any background scene, any background (laughs) scene, and he he would no, but. I'm telling you, you could have an extra, like, a job, a career as an extra on, um, like, mediocre to, to bad biker shows. I'm just saying.
2: Hey, I've already oh. got an IMDb credit, so, uh, Jay, put me in your next biker movie, I guess.
0: There you go. That works. Out. You have an IMDb credit?
2: Where? Well, I don't know if it's actually on IMDb, but I have a, a movie credit uh, for Goon 2. Remember when they would, like, flash to the um, the standings? I did You're the math there. that made oh. all the standings make sense because... hired someone initially and they had teams like lower and with like less points later in the season than they had earlier in the season and jay was like can you fix this and i was like yeah of course i can okay give me that smile
0: one more time give me the smile that you show people to make them feel at ease yeah god (laughs) all right i apologize to all our viewers we're gonna get into Ah. the game tonight obviously uh we saw the resurgence of uh alexander barkov who was was kind of invisible throughout the whole series. We saw also Chandler Stevenson. We're going to get into that. Is he is he a smite? Because we're talking Eichel. We're talking Masha. So we might even talk about Thompson. Or sorry, Aiden Hill. Um, but I think Stevenson might deserve a little bit, a little bit of credit there. And we're going to obviously talk about uh, the Calgary connection here because we know our favorite scribe here, Julian's in Calgary. And Kachuk might have had a history there. So we're going to see how uh, he's feeling. And at the end of it, I'd like us to all, because it's obviously a Canadian show, the Americans have stolen the show in the playoffs, but I want to hear from all of you in the chat and also from our awesome guests, which Canadian team will actually have a legitimate chance to break the drought? Because, you know, every year when I see the Habs celebrate, it's been 30 years, 31 years, 32 years since the Cup, it gets sadder and sadder. But in the meantime, we have fantastic hockey, uh, thanks to our friends down south of the border. Let's start this way. What do you think... The Florida Panthers have to do to get back in
1: this series, uh, Julian. Um, I think they have to get off to a good start. Uh, remember that stat that was, you know, being pushed around at the beginning of the series. They were like eight and zero when scoring the first goals. I, I get that at the beginning of the series, it didn't necessarily work out. Vegas came back and won, but mm-hmm. they're going off back to back games now where they did not start off the way that they would want to start off. It worked out for them in game three where they got the tying goal. They eventually won an OT, but they're now down 3-1 in a series hole where, again, they did not get off to the start that they wanted to get. So maybe it's a bit cliche to bring up good starts. A lot of coaches are going to say that, but I think if you're Paul Maurice and you're going into game five, that has to be emphasized of the highest importance. Obviously, you want your game breakers to play well. You're looking at your guys like Matthew Kachuk and Carter Verhage, and so you need Sergey Bobrovsky to play well but you need to find a way to take the energy out of that building the same way Vegas did tonight uh when Chandler Stevenson scored that first goal what like 90 seconds in essentially i think if you're florida it is paramount to start off game 5 off to a great start Andrew. yeah it,
2: it's absolutely huge to get to off to a great start but i think to get back in this series really they need to like pray to whatever gods they believe in that matthew kachuk can get healthy Cause mm-hmm. so, man, watching him in that third period, I know he was doing his best, but he was not Matthew Kachuk that we've seen throughout these playoffs. And I think they also like, yeah, Barkov needed to show up in this game. I think he's been doing everything off the puck that's necessary to create chances. But Sam Bennett needs to start scoring, man. All these, ca- the right? Calgary guys are really important. Sam Bennett has, I believe on the Panthers, he leads them in expected goals in the postseason, and he's got four. Wow! Like uh, coming into Game Three, I believe his expected goals were over eight. Like man, Jeez. you, you got to start finishing a little bit. Your it's really important. Your team needs it now more than ever. But I think more than that, they need to stay out of the freaking penalty box. Like the Florida mm-hmm. Panthers have gotten away with a lot of stuff all postseason long. They're not getting away with it anymore. And I know the fans are upset. There's been some really questionable calls in this series. Really questionable. Very questionable. I still
0: but... that the, the, the cross check on Radko Goodis in game three <laughs> that way you couldn't have broke you wouldn't have broken an egg for an omelet on that yeah it's been bad true however
2: there were a thousand infractions in this game that went uncalled maybe more like i saw guys like just dive tackling looked like somebody was throwing out a spear like it was goldberg like <laughs>
1: <laughs> march so cut
2: across I- the middle without the puck and somebody just like flat out dove into his legs yeah, like
0: yeah. my went for the full like rhino attack full at extension. the end of the
1: game but the wildest thing is, is that after all of that, with the way officiating has gotten this series, the one call we're going to probably talk about the most is the one that didn't lead to anything near the end of the game when West McCauley decided to blow his whistle and there was no penalty call. That was when Matthew Kachuk and, and Aiden Hill were having some contact in front. I'll, like, I, I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, we're going to look at so many other infractions that, you know, should have been called, but like, I still would love to know even if we're talking about a league that doesn't really do the best when it comes to officials <laughs> explaining themselves that's at
2: pu- all. That's putting
1: it mildly. It's
0: like the Sahara like, the Desert mildly. is known to be slightly warm sometimes. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's
1: it, like, that's just cheese, man. <laughs> but why did Wes McCauley blow the whistle there? Like, why did he make like too short and blow the whistle? Like, what's what's the deal? Like, why did he do that? Like, I don't get it. Like, I, no. it like, like he could, because he could have made a call in that instance. And even if people would have gotten mad, you know, we wouldn't blame them for it. Like, fine, okay, there was contact in front of the net. But a whistle's blown, no one knows what happens, and then there's just another face-off. Like, why did that happen?
0: There are three yeah, kinds of whistles in the NHL. There, there's the, it, I, I blew it too early. There's a blued on time. Then there's a intent to blow. I forgot to blow it. So, like, the refs can't do no wrong at this point, right? There's It could, it could be in the past, could be in the future, but regardless, you're going to get a whistle. I agree with you, especially as a high-danger area. You felt like Florida had that momentum. But, Andrew, mm-hmm. I want to ask you this, okay? There's been 37 series in the Stanley Cup finals where the team is up 3-1. How often did the team that was down 1-3 win those series out of the 37?
2: ironically i know this stat in basketball in the nba but i don't know it for hockey because no, i just saw do? a graphic the other day wow. that, that cleveland Why, is the only you know team it in basketball i, I mean, just saw a graphic came across my instagram the other day that cleveland is the only huh? team that's ever come back from down three one in the nba final which i loved that final it was that's true an amazing final that has that um, like that insane move from lebron in the in game seven to actually clinch it yeah one of the most and, iconic plays uh, in sports history so sports that history. final should go down in like sports history forever, and I, I know and the NBA is like such a strong link sport, so it makes it more unlikely. Hockey's a lot more random, mm-hmm. but I'm imagining it's not very many. Mark well, out of thirty seven, I'm going to say many five actually came back. Nobody, Oh,
0: Close. five. I'm going to say five. If you would have gone $1, Bob, you would have taken the showcase showdown there. One team. One team has done it in out of 37. Wow. Okay. So really? we're looking at such a hill to climb here. Wow! But I think we also have to give some credit because we're talking about Florida a lot. Hey, man, let's talk about how Las Vegas assembled one of the coolest, most entertaining, most exciting. Most They just went balls to the wall since they jumped into this league. They've taken all, all the headlines. They're getting the cup finals. The NHL is a copycat league. Do you think, Julian, that we're finally going to see some teams, you know, kind of get a little more uh, brave, a little more bold
1: when they see a team like Las Vegas making all that noise? Here's the thing, too, like – this happened because the expansion draft, some GMs just devalued their talent. Guys like Jonathan Marcheseau and, and <laughs> Riley Smith just, hey, you want them? Take them. And, and essentially, they've been able to run with that. It's kind of funny hearing people be like, yo, man, those guys are the originals. Like, this Wait, team hasn't been Julian, in existence for like Julian, six
2: years. Which team gave up Jonathan Marcheseau? <laughs> I, Lord of Panthers? Is that
1: the team? I, I feel like Ooh. it's those guys. You know? That's not good. But like,
0: yeah, hey man, you have to mention that was one of the happened. worst. That was, and also don't forget that he wasn't the only player involved there. But nope. they're back in the cup final because you know what? They got pretty bold after that too. Stuff like Kachuk. They so did. we're seeing these teams that actually make moves. You know, if you want to ride on the riverboat, you gotta go down by the river. Vegas and Florida are some of the only teams that are constantly
1: down by the river waiting for a ride. Do you think I, maybe I, some I, GMs I, will follow be that? Cool to do. That'd be cool to do. I I just wonder how many GMs will actually pony up and do that. I mean. Like this Vegas team just from jump ended up being this super competitive team and they found ways to make moves on top of moves to to get to that point. Ironically, like if you go look at their offseason last year, they didn't make that many moves. Uh, They like they added like essentially Phil Castle. Uh, they got the off, they offloaded Max Pacioretty and that deal to Carolina. They didn't make that many because remember last year they had all those injuries that kind of set them back and then they get eliminated in a shootout against Chicago near the end of the year. So like, it's kind of funny you say like, yeah, man, like all these teams just go and, you know, balls to the wall, as you say, Vegas kind of looked at their core and they just said, you know what? No, like this is a team that, could, that the year before was a series away from making the Stanley Cup final. We all know what happened there. And mm-hmm. then injuries kind of doomed them. And then they're like, okay, we're going to go back and run this again. At the same time, they did get Jack Eichel last year. That was, that's their big move. Like Charles Barkley, funny enough of all people, Charles Barkley had the best piece of analysis. Uh, I think on the NHL on TNT panel where he looked back at the, at the Kachuk trade and said, Hey, you know what? Like, he wished, like saying the fact that the, the Panthers were able to make a move like that. Like that's going to go down as one of the best trades in NHL history. If the Panthers come back and yep. win this series, I yep. still think in a deal, you can't just look at one year, but if you win a cup, like in year one of that deal, really hard to argue that you lost that trade. Unless the other team, unless the flames win like five Stanley cups in a row, but like both these teams, if you really look at it, like they both have players at the centers of their core where at some point, the GM said, all right, we have to find a way to make this work and and bring a centerpiece in that will take us over the top. Vegas did it with Jack Eichel, Eichel. and Florida did that with Matthew Kachuk. And for the Calgary contingent in here, yes, I understand. Calgary was a loser, essentially, in both situations, apparently, because there were rumors that they were supposedly in on Jack Eichel, too. Oh, really? Damn. Feels like Calgary's been in on everyone. There was, like, a rumor going around that, like... I don't know if I don't remember if like Kachuk for Eichel was a thing, but like there was a rumor before the the Eichel deal went down with Buffalo and Vegas, there was a rumor that Calgary was involved. I don't know if it was actually true, but Calgary was mentioned. You Maybe know, it's funny it was, you thought uh, about. Sorry, real it was quick, it was possible it was
2: Gaudreau because he was a uh, pending UFA.
1: I mean, both of them essentially were you know nearing the ends of their respective contracts. But you're right, Gaudreau was closer to the end of his contract than Matthew Kachuk was. At one point, and this was
0: a trade, I believe it was Bob Gainey that made it in Dallas. And he traded, he got Joe Newendike from the Calgary Flames, if I remember correctly. Do you know who we sent back? Jerry Jerome <laughs> So then we were looking at this trade now. Obviously, I mean, Newendike was good, but Aguila was better for longer. Um, mm-hmm. You could argue Dallas won the Stanley Cup that year, though. And yeah. that's the thing, is that making that move, if you finally get to that, that end piece, then nothing else matters. That is the only goal in the NHL. So I don't care if a guy produces but, for
1: another 15 but, years, right? But the thing is, in that situation, Calgary got the younger player who ended up yeah. turning into this, like this one of the best players of talent, all time, one of the best <laughs> players of all time. Yeah. Dallas won- wins in the short term. In this case, you know, they get Jonathan Hubert, they get Jonathan Beldeaux and, and Mackenzie Guerr. Oh, oh, he went full Montreal on that one. Did <laughs> you see him? Did you see him? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, Yeah, but like the flames essentially not to kind of jump into the Calgary portion of this, but like, man, there's a lot of pressure on those two guys and the rest of that team to really show that that trade could still work out for them. I still think like in the moment, that's as good as you really could have gotten. And I understand that the team, I think they did good work too. Yeah. I thought so too. It's just their first year with Daryl Sutter and the offense just did not click. And Jonathan yep. Huberto's confidence just kind of sapped as well. Weaker got better near the end of the year, but Huberto clearly not a fit in in the way that they were running things there. And so many changes. And even that, and so many changes have come since. And it looks like on Monday we're going to see Ryan Huska announces the head coach there. But like what? if you're Calgary right now and you're looking at that trade, you're seeing everyone look at you be like, Man, I don't know why you guys traded away a, a top five player in Matthew Kachuk. I think that applies a lot of pressure on the guys you got back in return, which are good players. You I, need them to, to perform. Kachuk's been
0: great, but at the time of the trade, people were actually clapping towards the flames saying, Hey, you did Absolutely good.
1: Absolutely they
2: pinch. were. I mean because they could
1: have they could have been sorry, go ahead, Andrew.
2: Well, gun to their head, they had very limited time to get that done before you know that Kachuk wasn't gonna sign. He he told them they he had told he the, had a few team, a few teams that he would be willing to do the sign and trade to.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I think in the end, considering the circumstance, they probably got good value. It's just they you could just argue that Tre living probably should have done that last year instead of trying to make it in the playoffs, but like until game two against Edmonton, the flames looked like they were on the path last year to make the Stanley cup final. So like mm-hmm. it, I find it really, that's a really tough trade to like really get in on and criticize. Cause it's all like captain hindsight stuff. And yeah, they got older, but like not to trash a noted Alan Walsh client, but <laughs> you guys know that Jonathan Huberdeau from last year to this year is the biggest point production drop in NHL. Like history. forty 60 points, points. Eh? forty it's some 60 points. points. Eh? No, it's 60? more.
1: Like because he was at one hundred and fifteen and he dropped to fifty five. It's a sixty point drop. Oh. It was not. Look, Jonathan Huberdeau. I'll give him this. Any opportunity we had in the media to talk to him about his play, he yeah, owned he up. Yeah. And even at the and even at the end of the season. When he was doing all those exit interviews, he was saying, you know what? Like Daryl Sutter was trying to put me in the right position and I didn't perform. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he did try to take responsibility for for ultimately what happened. And then after Daryl Sutter got fired, he then went on BPM Spock and said, "Uh, maybe Daryl Sutter wasn't the best fit. But (laughs) Daryl Huberto essentially, like he tried his absolute best to kind of take that season on the chin there. But to make it more about Vegas and Florida, like Matthew Kachuk. Like, there's a part of me that's watching this who who never got to be in the market when he was there. There's a part of me that kind of looks at him doing well and seeing him succeed and seeing people, I mean, seeing him get marketed, essentially. The People yeah. magazine feature, him being on the NBA on TNT panel, yucking it up with Shaq and Charles Barkley. Like, there's a part of me that wonders, like, if he was still in Calgary and, say, Calgary went on this run, would he have gotten the same amount of attention and, and press and – I'm, imagine, if, imagine if daryl sutter was still there like would he if daryl sutter was there she I wouldn't have allowed him to, so. to to no. to say anything funnier <laughs> i don't <laughs> think all, like... so man i don't think so and and there's a part of me that thinks like man like you know for interviews and clips and stuff like that like matthew would have been really cool to to kind of talk to i know i got to talk to him a little bit for the for the feature story i ended up doing on the trade but like man like in terms of a personality in terms of a player like i this is something that off season is going to follow the flames for a very long time. Like you know, like when your boys let's go of like the girl that should have been the one, the one that got away, Vicky. and then for like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, go ahead, uh... <laughs> and
1: then for like a while, like your friends like, hey, whatever happened to that girl, man? Or either that, or like She's you in Boston bring now. her up, oh, or sorry. like you bring. <laughs> You keep br- or you keep bring her up a conversation just like, yeah, that was like that. Yeah, Vicky used to do this.
0: Damn it. Like uh, good good times like with Vicky.
1: Like even in the press conference for Craig Conroy, when he was announced as, as Flames GM, he mm-hmm. was asked um essentially about some of the players that were gonna be UFAs and stuff. And it was kind of mentioned without mentioning the players by name in the question from uh, I believe it was Donna Spencer from CP. Kachuk mm-hmm. Ch- Ch- and Goudreau were not mentioned by name, but but Conroy mentioned Goudreau. And was like, okay, we're going to ensure that we do not lose him, like, a player like that ever again. Goudreau and Kachuk, that offseason, unless the Flames have a really good year next year, that's going to follow them for a very, very long time. And I can't imagine how Flames fans are are feeling right now. seeing a guy. Even if they are down 3-1 in the series, like, you had a guy, Matthew Kachuk, who yeah. I think when it's all – I think at the start of next year, if you're looking at a ranking of players, Matthew Kachuk oh, should be in the top five. five? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, he was, I believe he was actually the ahead of Connor McDavid this year in a bunch of metrics. So, um, man, the, he, the, be the guy this year should be, yeah. The, the fact is, and like, the thing is, I think Julian brought up a good point. Like, even in Florida, where there's not a lot of eyes, Kachuk's got more attention this year. Now, maybe it's because he's done it a second year in a row, but he did this same level of performance, at least in the regular season last year in Calgary. It's just everyone was like, oh, who's the best guy on that line? Is it Gaudreau driving play? Is it Lindholm? Is it Kachuk? It's very clearly that it's Kachuk. Like, those are all good players, but Kachuk was the guy carrying the mail there. And yeah, I I will say, I I want to be a bit of a Debbie Downer here because we're talking about like Vegas and Florida making these big.
0: It's the new haircut. He's going to get all negative on us.
2: (laughs) No, no, no. I'm just (laughs) being being realistic about the NHL and what we're hearing day to day from media. We're talking about like big moves and maybe teams are all going to try to go for it when they have a chance to go for it, like Vegas has been doing. Like uh, Florida saw the opportunity to do last summer. They're just the, the narrative is just size guys. It's just two big yeah. teams. That's what they it's all they're talking about on the That's broadcast. That's
0: what I was afraid so of So lazy. Is the the copycat and, is only in play when it's rough and tumble teams. That's it. Right?
2: Yeah, 100%. And the fact is like what is Radko Gudis is a UFA this year, right? yeah i think the, he's I think gonna I was, get this team right
0: here should sign him i'm telling you the habs that you'd be perfect on their blue line.
2: i wow. would not sign radko Gudis if someone had a gun pointed to my head he's well, exactly the age where he's gonna you, get I'm it
1: second time he's made a gun to his head reference on this <laughs> it's, show it's the new
2: haircut he's getting all it's
1: like haircut, <laughs> he's getting all intense on us
2: <laughs> he's at yeah. the exact age where decline starts to happen He's going to get for like a seven, too, six or yeah. seven year contract.
0: Oh no! no and no. he's a
2: third pairing guy yeah. who's yeah, a very yeah. good third pairing guy, and he's going to get like six and a half million dollars.
0: Yeah, it's true because every trap GM trap contract. In the league season. wants to sign yeah. a Radko Gudas. There's something guy.
1: else that needs to be mentioned too. With all of this, we got to go back on what uh, Berkshire mentioned uh, hindsight in all of this because you're absolutely right. There is hindsight to be implied with the Calgary Flames and, and that trade with Kachuk, but there was a time when the Florida Panthers looked like they were going to miss the playoffs. and no, the whole season. Fans the whole especially, season. we're rooting for that to happen in terms of their draft position. Yeah. And then and... Keith Kachuk calls the state, calls TSN 1050, and he calls his team soft. And he calls his son and his team soft.
0: Which is kind of harsh, it... eh? Like, how was the family group chat? Like,
2: hey, dad. Uh, Such like... a brilliant play, though. <laughs> and also, and Julian, it worked. Yes. The Flames finished ahead of the Panthers in the by standings. By one point. By one point. And they, they missed did. a playoffs by one point. And would they lose seventeen games in overtime this year?
1: Yeah, they lost like the the one if it wasn't the one goal games in o t the the just the one goal games period. if you if you include regulation, it's definitely a bigger number.
2: Oh, the God, margins just, are so razor thin in it's this. So league.
1: crazy. If you take out that seven game losing streak they had earlier this year, they're in a much different place. If you take away
0: all the Dairy Queen blizzards I ate, I'd be a much skinnier person, but I ate them, right? Like <laughs> it doesn't be, like we were not we're not going. There's no going back. There's no going but all back that
1: to say, but, but you that don't that regret
2: too, a single one of those.
1: No. <laughs> but the Panthers, but if we have to acknowledge true. too that there was a scenario where the Panthers could have missed the playoffs. Yeah. And even it if Magic like and Chunk would have had it. Yeah. yeah, but if and if Matthew Kachuk still would have had the good year, you'd still look at the deal and be like, huh, did both teams really win out in this situation? Could it really have Could that trade have worked out if it wasn't for Keith Kachuk calling into TSN 1050 and the Pittsburgh <laughs> Penguins blowing it against Chicago? Oh, yeah, we don't get the Florida Panthers in the playoffs and Connor Bedard number one overall to Chicago. This, Which I nice. like this timeline.
0: Yeah. I like I like where this timeline is. So this is so you're saying this is the all darkest timeline. On people now. This is the darkest
1: timeline. Is that what you're saying? Are we in the darkest timeline? <laughs> is dark Probably. for some people? Is dark for some people? Not not I not mean,
0: Panthers fans. I'll tell you I that feel much. like
1: in, I feel like in either scenario, Toronto would have found a way to lose spectacularly in the playoffs anyway. <laughs> yeah, but like, hilariously, it's a yeah. pretty dark timeline for some people. But it could have easily gone a completely
0: different direction. All right. And you make a great point about Florida because Habs fans, I know for darn well, and I was warning them. I was saying, hey, their numbers are good. Like they're actually underperforming. They're probably going to make the playoffs. That's when they were 20 points out. But Habs Mm -hmm. fans were talking about like a top five or a top 10 pick from the Florida. Yes, I remember that. I remember seeing that from a distance. Things were looking. Okay, so let's let's switch it up here and talk about what the Golden Knights are doing that is good. Other than their pregame ceremonies, which I'll be honest, it reminds me of a really bad weekend at Circus Circus. Yep. um at least that's i don't understand
2: why people love it i'll be i i think it's super cringe nah. I it works they it works, no. kind of fun the biggest i
1: disagree i Vegas disagree and I've, I've been in the building for a flames golden knights game i mean i love the night being on the ice and and even if it is kitschy like i love the that's way they embrace that Vegas? and they make it it that's what it is it's and all then about on top big. of that yeah you have the players coming in to, like, a song from, like, John Wick 2. You're going to tell me that intro sucks? Hell no. Nah. That's one of the no, best no. intros in I, the league.
0: I, I love it, Julian. And, it's again, it's you have to know, like, the Vegas vibe, right? Because just being oh, loud man. in Vegas, you're not going to get any attention, right? You have to smash people over the heads with stuff, give them free drinks, uh, comp some hotel rooms. And sometimes you have to ban them from Circus Circus, which unfortunately happened. I feel like you have a
1: story with
0: that. Yeah, <laughs> we're in the middle of a desert near Barstow. <laughs> with no, was Vicky um, involved in this too? <laughs> it was after Vicky, that's why I was going to Vegas. It was after it was post Vicky. Vicky, god, she was so much smarter than I was, and that's that's why she ended up breaking out with me. Okay, so let's talk about the players. I love that. Um, Jack Eichel has been good. Machasso mm. has been very, very good. And Machasso's been incredible. Saw some talk yeah. on the internet that, oh, you know, forget Machasso. No, no, bullshit, man. I know Eichel's been really good. And it's great to see, first of all, American star in an American series, you know, Kachuk versus Eichel, fantastic. But let's be perfect. And it's great to see him just healthy and happy. But. Machado, ten of his last thirteen goals are uh, game winners or tied the series. Ten of his last thirteen were even strength. He's got three game winning goals. Like that's he, he had he, until tonight. He had goals in five straight road games in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Like that's really really impressive. However, you guys don't get to pick either of them. Okay, those two guys are out. No Eichel, no Machado. I'm gonna throw this to Andrew first. Who would be your pick for the con Smythe if the Vegas Golden Knights pull it
2: through? I think I'd have to go to Aiden Hill. Honestly, I I know that they didn't go with Aiden Hill the whole way through the playoffs, but he's been so incredibly solid for them and honestly turned the series against the Oilers. I think Uh, if if they wouldn't have gone to Aiden Hill, I I do think the Oilers would have won that series. He's just been just, he doesn't make mistakes. It's he's been incredible to watch this kid and Vegas. If there's anything that I think teams will learn a little bit from Vegas is get a bunch of, goaltenders who might be good like a like a, like a flock of goaltenders
0: like a clutch yeah. of goaltenders there
2: yeah. <laughs> let them battle it out through the course of the regular season build a good enough team that you can withstand a bit of instability and in goal mm-hmm. and then when you get to the playoffs ride the one that's the best right and the the age of the money goaltender is probably Done. over
1: yeah well, I, I i think In terms of, uh, so Aiden Hill was my pre-series pick to win the Conn Smythe. I'm Mm. not as confident with that now because of Marcheseau's play. But I think, but one thing that has to be pointed out in this too, Aiden Hill entered that cup final series with better numbers than Sergei Bobrovsky did. Sergei Bobrovsky, I understand, especially if you look at the advanced stats, like he has done everything he can to put the Florida Panthers in the position that they're in. But Aiden Hill, again, similar to Bobrovsky who did not start the playoffs with this team. Better save percentage to start the year. I think it's still the case. Uh, a yeah. better uh uh, uh he has at least one more shutout than certain. Great Grosky in the first does. two
0: games. Nobody noticed this,
1: but actually Florida
0: had the most chances in those first two games. So Hill Aiden a Hill has start. the
1: save of the playoffs right now with that amazing paddle oh, save in, in game one. Like I, so I, I think like I if you're asking me not to choose between Marcia so and Eichel, I would pick yeah. So personally. Yeah. Obviously. But I, I think I think Aiden Hill has as good of a chance as any uh to 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 mm. get a chance of, especially if he especially now if he closes the door in game five i mean he might still not win it but like i think he definitely makes an amazing case for that and also to andrew's point we're talking I mentioned well actually to Andrew's point and also Mark's point but in terms of changes we might actually see from teams maybe the fact that You know, teams might just say, hey, let's get a tandem system in. Let's get as many good goalies as we can. Because one question that's going to go around Aiden Hill this offseason, how much money does he stand to make? If you're the Vegas Golden Knights and you have Logan Thompson, who was hurt, who looked like a Calder Trophy finalist before he got himself hurt. Are you you still keeping him around on your team? Uh, Logically, you do, but. Logically, you do, but what do you what do you do in this situation? The Ottawa
0: Senators I, are going to sign him because the Ottawa Senators have the longest history of signing guys for way too long uh, after, like, a hot hot run, right? I, I'm yeah. going to yeah. go ahead and, and Aiden Hill to Ottawa right now. Yeah. yeah like, my my
2: prediction up. is Hill either signs with Vegas for a contract that everyone's like, what the hell? How did they get him for so like little?
0: Like 2.75 or something stupid, or, yeah.
2: Yeah, or they walk away. Because Vegas, they've received some criticism for it now, mm-hmm. but, like... In terms of running a hockey team, they are easily the most cutthroat team in the NHL. Oh, well, my they God. They just absolutely. toss players aside like they're nothing, and, and I, love it. I don't Dadinoff think they would care.
1: to Anaheim, and Anaheim ended up being on his trade, no trade list. Do you guys remember yep. that?
2: Oh, yeah. I, I know yeah, that like the, the, the Pacioretty that? camp, like yeah. that yeah. trade yeah. didn't go over super well. Pacioretty wanted what? to retire in Vegas. Like,
0: Oh, they've been ruthless. Absolutely.
2: Oh, they're, ruthless. they're entirely ridiculous. ruthless.
0: But I respect but, it. That's what Vegas is. Vegas is ruthless. Like, you know what I mean? It's you have all the fun in the world, but don't turn around because something bad's going to happen. Okay. That weekend. Oh no, we're not going to go back to that weekend, but I'm just saying I, it fits the, 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 the vibe of the city is you go bigger go home. And and what have you done for me lately? And the NHL, it's all about loyalty and staying here forever. But I, I love this idea that they're mixing it up and you're right. They actually took a step back this year, but adding a guy like Jack, you know, how long, have other teams gone and was saying, "Hey, we need this certain position filled. This is our weakness." Vegas just went out, addressed it. Like, it's, yeah,
2: I know it's so simple, isn't it? Well, and it's, it's not the first wow. time they've done it. I mean, look, they made they pulled the trade off. The worst one that they made probably was the patch ready trade, giving up Nick Suzuki, right? What? Oh, <laughs> well, and well, and yeah, Thomas but Zatar. everyone,
0: you know what? I will give credit to well, maybe not credit. I also thought Cody Glass was the guy to get there, and
2: um we're not crediting <laughs> Bergevin today. We're not. We're, we're not doing that.
0: Yeah. No. No. I no. Exactly. No. It's man. just I showed Jeez. it to Amanda Suzuki once, and she's like, "You're a terrible scout." So okay. <laughs> here's here's who. Yeah. I mean, come on. She, she she's like my, my son was clearly superior.
2: I. But I mean, they they traded biased. for Mark Stone. They traded for Petrangelo. They traded for Eiko They traded for Patrick. Like you're gonna Dude. give up some big assets if you're playing like the big game hunting that often. But for most of those trades, like the what they gave up was not a lot. No. In no, retrospect, absolutely not. No um I'm gonna
0: suggest two other names that I think deserve a lot more credit obviously Chandler Stevenson we were talking about this pre-game uh picking up like a sneaky good what what was it he got traded for like the ghost
1: of uh what was it Michael so, raffle uh, so, so so essentially the trade is this so he gets traded from Washington to Vegas for a fifth round pick in 2021. Washington takes that fifth round pick they move it to Philadelphia Philadelphia uses it. And they draft Ty Murchison and oh, yes. Washington gets Michael Raffle. They get him for like 10 games. I think he was battling some kind of injury. And then in the offseason, he signs, I think, with Dallas. So it's they like the Forsberg start... trade all over again. <laughs> yeah. Which is it, Martin it's funny. Someone brought, someone brought up the Martin Erat, uh, Philip Forsberg deal the other day. Do you remember who the GM was for Washington who made that deal? George McPhee. Do you remember? Do you know where George McPhee is now?
0: Wow, oh, yeah. He's in Vegas. He's right in now Vegas. he's probably a Spearmint Rhino. Oh, no, they're not back in Vegas yet. But, yeah. I'm having fun there. Okay. Um, we're having a good
1: point here by Drew. I should go to Mark for Vegas recommendations next
0: it's, time I, I You know what? We used to go all the time. I mean, I guess the statute of limitations has passed now. But we we would take red eyes. do do do. We would take, red, did, eyes. No, we no, would take red eyes from, like, a bunch of our buddies and from different cities. And we'd all meet at, like, Pearson in Toronto. Then we'd go down to Vegas for just 48 hours of pain and and happiness uh, and then come back just completely obliterated. And um, yeah, thank you you for giving us
1: the P thank you for giving us the PG rated version of what you
0: did. Exactly. No, no, no. That's oh, God, that that was there's so much worse. And most of it I forgot already. Okay. good point here by um, Drew mentions that the third trade was crap, too. So it's it's not just that Vegas has 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 gotten all great trades, but the fact that they're trying the fact that they're kind of, you know, Seeing what sticks and then immediately pivoting to me, hopefully, if other teams start following that, we'll have a more exciting NHL. Because in the NHL, if the guy doesn't spend his entire you know career with a team that drafted him, people will turn on him on a dime. You know, they will burn his 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 whole house down because he decided to go to another city. I'd like to see more movement. And I and you know, obviously seems like Vegas will make that a little easier. We were talking yeah, you, off you air so.
1: too. We were talking off air too about. You know what? I'm not going to say the player's name because there may be a certain there may be a certain faction of that fan base in the chat who might not want to get scared off. But like you guys tell me if I'm wrong, we have all these people saying that in a few years, the cap is going to go up by a certain amount of dollars, a certain amount of millions of dollars. If you are a high end player that could stand to make tons of millions of dollars with the cap space going up. Why would you and I get that, you know, Cole Caulfield just signed his extension for under eight million dollars. I still think it's a good deal. Yeah. Why would you lock yourself into a long term deal when you could essentially like there was a time in the NBA when this happened with the TV money coming in? Right. Mm -hmm. Where Mm -hmm. guys were locking themselves into short term deals. LeBron had himself into a short term deal. And was like, all right, cool. I could stand to make a little bit more money later on as the salary cap goes up. Like if you're a big name player, if you're a high end player. Or even any player, if you you could bet on yourself over the next two years potentially, and be like, all right, cool. He's let's talking about Austin Matthews,
0: up. Leafs fans. He's talking That's about. Austin what, Matthews. Hey, I'm just. I'm just gonna
2: hey, say. Stop, it. Hey, I'm stop. Listen, gonna say it. No, he's talking. Adam about started Austin it. Matthews. Adam started it on the SDP. He, he said that uh, that uh, Austin Matthews might sign a two or three year contra- contract. And listen, I've heard, but it makes sense. similar whispers that he might sign like a two year deal for like a fifteen million dollar AAV. Yeah, and then after that's up, he's looking at like twenty million a year.
1: It makes perfect sense. If, if it does, like we're talking Also, we're talking why about would ta-
2: you tie yourself long term to the Maple Leafs?
1: I mean, if if the team is in a situation where they're closer to their end than their beginning, I think that's also a question you have to ask. You give yourself a two year window, and and again, just to kind of, I'm we 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 brought this up just because, um, you know, I actually initially forgot the initial point why we had to bring that up. That <laughs> oh, being why, why, said, because Julian Austin Matthews
2: in Vegas when. Oh. They okay. like could you, could you imagine Vegas? They go through all the trading, they go
1: through all the moves, and then they find themselves in a position where the cap goes up and they're like, you know, Austin Matthews uh he hey, I want to go to Arizona. One but, year, uh, one Nevada, year Nevada, boom. boom. Nevada is not that far off from Arizona. Maybe he wants b- to go play there as well. And then you it, you continue that cup when Austin Matthews and Jack Eichel on the same team. Yeah, wouldn't that just be that Team And you know what? Be team America, America Oh, my God. That's like F, the yeah. that's like the yeah. best one 2 combo in the league. Like, yeah. look, all that to say, because you did bring up the fact like, hey, what if we see more movement like we've been seeing it in the NBA, the NFL to a certain extent, extent yeah. too? We, and like, look. It's 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 we see it, especially on social media and the way people consume media on TV. Like if there's movement like that, people are wrapped up into the games. They're wrapped up onto the teams. They're wrapped up into mm-hmm. media coverage. It's something that benefits everybody. When you Absolutely see a guy get locked right. up to an eight year deal, it's like, OK, all right, cool. You just removed all that. Mystery. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> that's, it right, that, that, that's half his career. Or, and yeah, most of his you Right. Yeah. And yeah. at this point now, and I'll reiterate the point before we move on here. If the cap is supposed to go up, as everyone says it's supposed to go, and you're a high end player that can afford to why bet on them, bet on yourself. Why wouldn't you bet on yourself yep. and keep yourself in a two year deal, and then
2: you cash in when it comes time? Yeah. In, in hockey, I feel like it's a hundred percent like the culture is just not like that. That's and what it is. That's it's a, partially, yeah. it's due to injuries for sure. Like not your your average career is shorter. No, but... but it's the
0: whole mentality of you have to stay with this team forever, or else you're evil. You know what I mean? Well, you don't. Like, yeah.
2: You, you really don't. don't. Austin, you, don't. you Matthews, do, or else you're
0: going
1: to get eviscerated, right? Like, okay. But, like, Austin also, Matthews should give a damn about that. Put him well, in LA, put him in Vegas, put him in any other. De- Look, don't get me wrong. I think he's going to stay in Toronto. CJ's been consistent on that. I don't think he's. I. I it makes sense that he would sign a short term deal. I could totally see him in a situation if, if he think if like the Leafs do really well. It's like, you know what? Fine. I'll just make all my money in Toronto. Like, it's a. I could yeah. be the king of that city. But, like, it would be really cool. If like Austin Matthews was a free agent and you marketed the hell out of that, yep. like July 1st, Austin Matthews, he doesn't have to do the decision like LeBron, but we all know what we're going to talk about on that day. Like yeah, like stuff like that it's, is awesome. And it's
0: so necessary. Cause I'll say this, the three or four times a year, Charles Barkley jumps on a NHL feed. He's the most exciting part of the entire season. You know, like it just goes to show how, and That's I a
2: love good
1: and a bad thing. Yeah. Well, exactly. It's great. Cause it's Sir Charles. It's great right? for Charles.
2: But- it's great Bad for Charles,
1: rock. but but like, come on, man! Like, I was just—it speaks if, uh, to the issues in the
0: NHL. It's not just not just the NHL's inability to market itself, but also the players. And Andrew, you brought this up before we went on. The players yeah. are also a little, you know, shy of promoting themselves. But it goes back to the culture, right? You're raised as a robot hockey player. Show up, grab your own bag, et cetera, et cetera. Have no personality. Get on the ice. You know what you have to do. I get it why these guys aren't very good. But, you know, you have a guy like Cole Caulfield that'll smile once in a while and do a live stream where he like he's making popcorn. And that's the most exciting piece of content that Habs had all year. You know, <laughs> so there's, there, there, there's an issue. There's an issue. There's a disconnect from the beginning to the end. And that's why I love seeing Vegas just going crazy and, and you know, marketing but, it to the moon. You know what's funny too?
1: There was a time when, like, people... It just goes to show in terms of the personalities that are in the NHL who people kind of gravitate towards. There was a time when like two of the most exciting people to see in the NHL were not even NHL players. They were Alan Walsh and his crazy tweets and whatever. And remember that graphic with Marc-André Fleury and the sword throw and all that. And Wes McCauley, you know, people used to get off on all those, the way he would make those calls. And he was just being a little like, (laughs) he was just being like a showman. And I have never seen that, I've never seen a referee's reputation change overnight, like what has happened this supposed season. Right. That leaf, that first round Leaf series with people were calling for West McCauley said, how dare he referee this series with Sheldon Keith? There's a clear conflict of interest. There may have be a point on that one. But that has completely <laughs> changed the reputation. And tonight we brought up the fact that he made that call. And, Man, he's Oof. such a brutal ref and all that. Like. And I know for a fact, the NHL really needs to get their personalities up in terms of players because if Alan Walsh and Wes McCauley are all we can get, that's not good. Yeah. And, no, and, and not good. as,
0: um, uh, oh, sorry, the Dave Jackson, the, uh, you know, former referee told us on game over at one point. Yes. The, these guys, and they, 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 that's the worst when they blow too early. They know that, you know, uh, they made a mistake, but these are the best of the best because after every series, you know, they send the best. That's why, um, Uh, Tim Peel wasn't really doing many playoff series. They send their best guys into the playoffs, right? So after round one, you cut. So these are literally the two best that the NHL can offer.
2: In the NHL's opinion. In the NHL's opinion. the best referees, remember that. Yeah, in
0: their opinion, the best in the whole world. But I will say this, and I know Florida fans aren't happy right now with kind of how the games have gone because, you know, they they haven't gotten the advantage of refereeing in the final as they did in the other rounds. But uh, I don't think it's been bad or worse for either team right now. I feel one of the great parts about the NHL and the bad reffing is that their poor work, their poor effort is kind of shared. You know, it's fair. There's no targets. So at least everyone gets a little taste of the buffet of terribleness that is NHL refereeing.
2: I think there are targets in terms of individual players, but not team targets. Gallagher, yeah. Like, I'm not even talking about Gallagher, but like, there, there are guys that NHL refs want to get. And mm-hmm. there are guys that they let get away with stuff like Marshawn because they think they're funny.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And, but I, I really think
0: for them, it's, yeah, there's a couple guys that are like that, but most mostly they're good. Again, it, it's a job where you make a mistake and everyone, you know, jumps on you. If you do your job right, no one says a word. But, uh,
2: it well, goes beyond the officials, too, though, Mark. It's directives yeah. from the NHL, right? Yeah. Like, the officials don't let every single thing go in the playoffs if the league doesn't want it to be that way. So we can blame individual refs or refs as a whole all we want, but it's not the officials deciding that, yeah. like, a throat slash in the third period should go uncalled. It's, right? It's the but league that wants it that way. If the puck goes
0: off... <laughs> up and over do you know okay real quick and then we're gonna we're gonna pivot here and maybe talk about uh what of the future of the nhl maybe next season um do you know where that original rule came from the puck over the glass um i know said made a song about it like way back we're talking um and I, he was playing for the Renfrew. they were either the creamery crings or the millionaires um oh geez i actually should have looked it up but this is a rule that was back when there was no forward passing okay so like you know this is a, like i i absolutely hate the puck over the glass rule and i think it's one of the biggest issues that we have in the nhl because we have guys that are murdering the other like you're you're going full i have a question after this point we're you know they're cutting people's heads off and the refs are like ah you know i can't do that but oh you, you sent a puck over a little piece of glass we're going to change the entire momentum it's such an insult to the fastest game on earth like i just i absolutely hate it and you know damn well these guys aren't trying to do that right so it's clearly no. since it's still happening it's part of the game so that's one of the things we have. mark you, you have a NH. choice
1: you have a choice of eliminating one of these two offside reviews oh. puck over glass which one do glass. you pick Puck over glass puck over glass i'm picking offside reviews i'd pick offside all reviews. day every oh. day oh, i will yeah. live with puck over glass offside reviews are the bane of the nhl's existence I, I agree
0: i absolutely agree because we're these, I, I feel like linesmen do a great job, but we're talking about like reviewing Zapruder film, you know, footage to see like was this guy like a micro mean over and it's done yeah. and it slaps
2: all the, the momentum.
0: But that's a legit rule that's always been there. Whereas the puck over the glass has come and gone in the NHL, and it's kind of just one of those bullshit rules that we reviews just reviews weren't felt there. Back into.
1: Offsides were a thing, but reviews only happened because Matthew Duchesne. well well, there were no offsides when there was no uh, forward passing right so that at least at least you knew
0: that there were no
2: (laughs) back in my day i used to wear an onion on my belt because it was the style at the time speaking Um, of sapping all the momentum make sure if you're watching the stream that you uh, give the show a like everyone because that helps us grow and gets us more replay views the next day in the youtube algorithm helps people find the streams in the next show all that fancy stuff and also subscribe to stpn because uh who doesn't love this awesome network that now has Steve and Adam full time for the first time. Yeah, what moves. do you guys
0: think of that? I love it's it. It's awesome. I think it, it and it, the whole media market obviously I'm slightly biased here, but uh, the whole media market was was essentially ready for this because we saw so many different companies come and go and nothing really interesting that grabbed the fans attention and that is something that our bosses have done quite well. So I I absolutely love this and I love mm-hmm. that they're we talked about this with the players they're betting on themselves you know what i mean because again in media it's a lot like the hockey players people would just kind of find their nice spot and be there but these guys have decided we're going to take it a step further we want to be in control of it and uh i absolutely love it
2: i'd say media is even more cutthroat yeah (laughs) a little bit (laughs) you find your nice spot until the giant corporation over top of you is like "Eh, never mind Other than the bad pay, the bad
0: hours, the lack of stability, and the lack of job security, and the the lack of sleep, and the insane travel, it's a really good career. It's really, like, it's it's absolutely great. Okay, I'd love to hear some input from the fans in the chat. Um, Who do you think, out of all the cases, we're looking at Vegas right now, they're loaded with superstars, Uh, you know, there's depth throughout the lineup, let's assume they win the Stanley Cup which Canadian team do you think at one point will be closest to challenge a team like Vegas? Because I, I'm looking at it right now and I think easy answer maybe be Toronto, but I look at Connor McDavid and they were talking about it in the chat. If Eichel gets a cup before Connor McDavid, considering that Eichel was in the purgatory for a while, thank God Buffalo is better now. And, uh, you know, Levon, uh, and Levi is actually the truth, great goalie, but I really feel like Edmonton has to be the choice here because you can't keep that kind of yep. talent down right? You
2: have yeah. The two best players in the evidently. world.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're playing I mean, Dreisaitl pol- too? Oh yeah.
1: I mean, I, I don't know two, if I you put Dreisaitl dry
2: too in the regular season, but in the playoffs, one. I put Dreisaitl on number one, man. Is he still leading He's the best. entire NHL in goals right now? Uh, Marshall in, in, so in
1: playoffs, Marshall, so Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, like, let's think about it in terms of the best players in the world. Like you have those two guys there. Look, Ken Holland, we gave him a lot of guff last Year in terms of buying a goalie, give him the guff. We give him. The... <laughs> yeah, you're like rubbing it. off on me. i I'm think the old man the... here,
2: Darn, old tootin. Man.
1: Darn tootin! Yeah, we gave him the fiddlesticks there. Yeah. Can you tell
2: Julian moved out west?
1: <laughs> right. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, seriously, He's man, picking up the,
2: the Alberta lingo. Seriously,
1: <laughs> man. It, yeah, they speak they speak a whole different level of twang over there. But we that's for another episode.
2: Um, <laughs> Julian, but all that to this shows say... me all right, guys, gotta go out for a rip. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: going no... out for. Go out for a rip's pretty universal. The That's fork, something you could hear. But like, in Alberta,
2: maritimes. it's on a quad. You can take mm.
0: Andrew out of Fort McMurray, <laughs> but you can't take the Fort McMurray Fort out, of, M- out of Andrew, okay? That's a good and a
1: bad thing.
2: But all that <laughs> <was to> say, <laughs> Here, Mark, I'm a liar. I'm not from Fort McMurray. People doubted oh, yeah? me. Yeah, you're from... Um... Aren't you from Saskatchewan? Oh, I was man. born in Saskatchewan, yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, you were born in Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know I what's lived funny? In a...
2: I don't think I you 11. were.
1: I don't think you were. I'm gonna I'm gonna you go. It's funny. Say, you were you know not born were, in Saskatchewan. I'm you know sorry. what you should do, Mark? <laughs> you know what you should do, Mark? You should make people guess of all three of us, who's the only Quebecer of all three of us? Yeah, that's uh well, I mean, if moi
0: je suis seul Québécois ici, là c'est clair, I
1: t- have I have not
0: two. T- t- But thrice, thrice sets of wooden spoons. Okay, so clearly I am the lumberjack here. But no, no, it's funny though because anytime we'd go out, um, you know, and and let's say we'd meet people, people would always assume Mm. that I was the only Quebecer. I I I lived in Ontario for 35 years, you know, so that's yeah, absolutely. I'm the fraud. I'm just that uh, (laughs) you know, I was I was too French for Ontario and not quite French enough for Quebec, you know. So it's that that sweet spot. Kind of wild. Yeah, yeah, right down the okay.
1: Middle. To answer your question though, Edmonton makes sense as the team uh that should be closest to winning the Stanley Cup because of the players that they have. And you know what? Ken Holland, I will give him this for this up op- for, for this trade deadline. He was getting pieces that I thought were gonna mm-hmm. fill out the roster fine exactly. with guys like Matias Ekholm yeah. coming in and Nick. That was a really dad. good move. Yeah. It was a good move. move. It's just that second round series against Vegas. I mean, Vegas had all done all those moves to get there, but Edmonton just ended up being way too reliant on their power play at the end of the day, and Vegas just played with more discipline. They ended up being the better team at five on five. But like Winnipeg, they're going to go through some changes. Are they the team to do it? Calgary, I still think like if if some of those games from last year kind of change, they're a playoff team. Yeah, and if they yep. make the playoffs, and if they continue to play that playoff style, maybe they do and something. Play off but playoff to Foley, he's he's tough to stop. But I don't know if that's warranted enough for them to get the benefit of the Dow of them being a team that could be close enough. The Toronto Maple Leafs won around for the first time in almost they're still one of the years. best teams in the NHL, right? Like Toronto, they absolutely I, are. I know they're they're best a living chokers mean, in the NHL, like, man. Sure. They're damn good. They're a good team, and they have good players. They're top heavy, and I'm very curious to see what Brad Treliving is going to do with that roster. But like, I don't know. Like, I mean, they're slowly trying to get rid of that playoff choker. Mentality, and even then, you could say it's still kind of there because, yeah, you won that first round series against the banged up, tired Tampa Bay roster, yeah, but you get dusted in five by the Florida Panthers like, not even like a competitive well, series, you got dusted, you got a gentleman sweep in that not, scenario, right? Wasn't it dusted, in my mind, no, in my mind? Julian, the, the top four, in the-
2: <laughs> like, their, their top guys were invisible that series. Like, I know everyone afterwards, like, oh, you know, Matt Matthews is a nursing injury, I don't care. Man, if you're the Toronto it's Maple Leaf, and you've many had years. too many years in a row, I don't care if Matthew's sure. fucking hand fell off, I agree. I agree. And stand in play front I'll of pocket. the net and face punch a puck into the net, man. What? Like, figure what? out a way. Same with Mitch Marner. Yeah. Don't care about the excuses anymore. It's been way too many years it's of been, failure. But, for but we don't day. have to it's criticize Willie. Years. Willie boy, he's always... No, Willie's good, amazing. He's always, yeah. He's always, yeah a good Calgary Willie boy, could, by the way.
1: Good Calgary yeah. boy. Hey, maybe maybe, maybe the Leafs could do some kind of trade with the Flames for Noah Hannifin and a piece for, for Willie Nylander. Yeah, yeah.
0: And like a nice uh, beef tenderloin or something that, uh, you know, send it over. Um, <laughs> I, 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 some people are even mentioning the Canucks in our chat, which I love optimism. I just want on a complete different note. I love optimism, uh, but there is some, some stuff there. I guess the issue here is right now, I don't think either, and it's Toronto or Edmonton are the closest. I just don't know if they have that depth. that that i i would say edmonton has a little more passion but what i did like going back to the whole um, matthews thing is against the habs when when he was smiling and he was getting punched in the face in hindsight that looked really bad on him it showed almost no compete and we saw a lot more fight from matthews in the playoffs this year so uh, and it's funny because we always talk about talent and i'm a big fan of talent but you got to you know bear and you know you have to show your teeth in the playoffs and i thought they did that until it all went <laughs> hilariously <laughs> and inevitably wrong but it, yeah it's got to be one of Depp's those that's
1: going to carry you man because you know if you're a good team in the playoffs you know the other team is going to try to counter your good players it's all about who's going to carry you on your second your third line yeah. your fourth line and all that florida they have all these pieces up and down the lineup nick cousins of all people scores on the, the first, ot winner that he was like, on the that first line to trust me yeah, he was on the first line. He's bounced himself up. But like, that's a depth player that's and been. Ryan like, Lomberg is playing third, third line minutes. Ryan Lombard yeah. too. And Ryan Lomberg, yeah.
0: elite punchable face. Oh, God, yeah. In the NHL. And look at my face. I mean, look at this fucking face right here. There, you know, like, oh, yeah, big time. Big time. Absolutely. And But he's yeah. a he's a feisty little little thing, isn't he? I remember, didn't he yeah, fight? like uh part of what makes Jack face die, Or, so or punchable? did he fight uh, Pizzetta? <laughs> Either way. He's a little firecracker there. A little firecracker. Okay. Was
2: so, he
1: also a flame, or am I misremembering?
2: I don't think. I don't think he was a flame. Ryan Lombert. Yes, he existed was. Ryan
1: Lombert. Ryan Lombert played 11 games for the Calgary Flames. Jeez. Wow. It's
2: a flames series.
0: So. We're to, and jack mentioned in the chat here the key is the secondary scoring and i think we're always going to go yep. back to that. Is having yeah. it's not just secondary scoring anymore and you have to throw away all the lines it's just get enough talent in your top nine that you can keep cycling it and you know coming into the game tonight i see nick cousins on the first line but then i'm realizing like man that second line is pretty damn powerful so you have to have that talent all the way through with the star qualities and i think that's where um Toronto and obviously Edmonton kind of fall short there, right? Is is not having that talent throughout the lineup, uh, but you know you don't cut the fat from the elite guys; you cut it from the middle. And yeah. I think that's and, one and thing that GMs struggle to do.
2: To your point, Mark, both these teams like they have it may not be like elite level third line type players, right? It's that they have a guy on that like lower down in the lineup. Lineup that you're like, how is this guy so low in the lineup? Like Sam Reinhardt's playing on the third line for Florida right now. Sam Reinhart was a first line player in Buffalo for a long time. Mm-hmm. When he first went to Florida, he was a first line player in Florida. He put up great numbers this year. He's a really freaking good player. And like Vegas has got Mark Stone on the second line. Not many people have Mark Stone on the second line. And and like Stone's w- been William Carlson's good. on the the third line center. He's got ten goals or eleven goals in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm would we be talking about one of the Edmonton needing depth if Ryan Nugent Hopkins had more than one even strength point in the playoffs or
0: yeah or if Andrew Kane would have woken up past uh just you the know, first fighting. round there yeah yeah exactly yeah oh, no, instead absolutely. of trying to punch out Keegan Colasar or whatever he did <laughs> yeah well <laughs> hey man Colasar might end up getting the uh last laugh here so Vegas who's coming down is anyone in the chat coming down for the party I know they won what is the their WNBA team won last year or was that that was this yeah, they, year wasn't it out of what they're the they're the most recent yeah they're the uh, yeah, reigning so champions, champions. Yes. the aces I-, I i'm wondering how a stanley cup parade would ha- like I- i'd love them to bring it to fremont like don't go to the strip bring it to fremont old school style like you know get- there's no way they don't go to the strip yeah, they go to the new strip. 100%. Yeah, but they they go that, to that the sucks. Strip. You're not even there, Fremont. You're in the action, man. You got the I dome, know. and
1: yeah, and, but like that's that's the glitz, that's the glamour, that's the spot to be in. That's where people are gonna go.
0: All right, fair enough. Do you think though that this model of of what the Knights are doing can actually is sustainable, and does it have to be, Andrew?
2: I don't think it's sustainable like you can get what the golden Knights have like look how much playoff success they've had right off the jump right Jeez. stanley yeah. cup final couple conference finals a second round missed the playoffs once they've
0: embarrassed was... 31 other franchises that have been struggling for a long time they just came in and dominated let's be 100%. honest
2: 100% but like when this core ages out they're going to be horrendous for a long time cuz you can't you can't always buy players like they have been doing right at a certain point you're going to run out of assets And the Golden Knights, I believe, have the fewest prospects in the NHL in terms of guys. And I bet you their fans
1: don't give a damn. No, they don't. Yeah, Why would they? They get, shouldn't. If give they it get a ring out of it, and they're going to get consistent like playoff presence, like it's going to be worthwhile. Like who cares? going hundred percent that downturn where they're going to suck. But like if you get a ring out of it, like that <laughs> well, carries you for the longest while. But
2: I don't know well, if you can like, suck in Vegas. Let's go back to Toronto for a second, and not to trash them like we have been doing, which is fun and everyone laughs and blah blah blah, but whatever. But like, how no. much do you think Leafs fans, Leafs management, how many years of mediocrity and terrible hockey would they put up with? to get one Stanley Cup. To win to win next year, with like say they keep that core four together and they win next Infinity
1: year. Infinity and beyond. 100%. Like 50 something years at this point.
2: Yeah, Easy. like they're already yeah, they're already half they already journey. They're going through that now. <laughs> they would make that deal yesterday, right? And, and the same goes for Vegas, the same goes for I think it's so hard to win now. Right? 32 teams,
0: and even if you do a great job, you're not like and again, I don't want to Look at the San Jose the Sharks, months, right? Like the San Jose Sharks were
2: arguably the best team in the NHL for like the entire 2000s up until they got
0: the screw job
1: hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. And
0: they won Washington right up until they won the cup were called
1: chokers. Right. Yep. And funny enough, they get their first they get their first Stanley Cup ring
2: and they don't care. They don't care. I don't
1: know.
2: And the Capitals like, have been I, yeah. terrible since they won the Stanley Cup, not necessarily in the regular season, but like when, when the playoffs start, they're an also-ran. Like they're eliminated before the series starts. Essentially if you're in Washington right now the only thing you have to look forward to is when
1: Alexander Ovechkin is going to break the goal scoring record. That's essentially what that team has committed itself to. Yeah, Fine they're going to be somewhat competitive here and there, but like we all know Alexander Ovechkin is going to chase that goal scoring record. Yeah. It's just what it is. After a while I get it, the the shine wears off of whatever ring you you won and you're th- you're thinking okay, when are we going to be competitive again? But considering how hard it is and considering how weird it is, too, because remember, the Florida Panthers could still come back in this series and win. And you know what everyone's going to say after that? Get into the playoffs. Anything could happen. That's what Mark Bergevist said. That's what people have said for years and years and years. And look, this is a very unpopular take. I don't disagree with that model. It's just just sneak in. Well, I think.
2: You can sneak in game, if you so... know
1: you're a good team. Hockey is, man, yes. hockey is so impossible. It's, it's so hard it's to such predict. A, like it's... It, but it's such a weird thing to predict. It's like, yes, you could like tank for as many years as you can and get as many draft picks as you could accumulate. And you could be Buffalo, who is rebuilding on its rebuild, or Ottawa, which people like me thought they were going to make the playoffs this year, and that did not happen. You could also be in a situation where you've been mediocre to bad and you're trying to get better, and you have not maxed out all of those prospects that you have or you could be a team like Vegas where you're doubling down and you're, you're playing craps, you're playing blackjack, whatever you're saying hit every time. And you're hoping yeah. that it works out and you, it worked out black, like the, the Vegas golden Knights are the guy who has never played. Yeah. Like yeah. Blackjack and he's splitting aces right off the bat. And he's just yeah, yeah. And like the very first hit he get the very first time he's in it, he's like, Oh shoot, this works. And then like, yeah, yeah. It's worth 21. It's is that so, is that good? Like <laughs> that's good. Like, yeah. Like, like, that's basically what the Vegas Golden Knights are in this situation. They're finding right. a way to make it work, and they're one win away from embarrassing a lot of teams who have been mediocre right. for a yeah. long time. But as Andrew mentioned earlier, it's not gonna last.
0: So no. And again, Vegas. Just again, I'm trying to go PG or maybe even G-rated, but it's a city where you got to be intense. Like things have to really grab your attention. Everyone's jumping at it. It's fun right now because the Vegas Golden Knights are good, but I don't think they could handle a two or three-year, you know, downswing or, or or even more. I honestly don't know,
1: and I'm not trying to insult the Eventually market. Eventually, we'll I... find out. We will. And but after allowing those that... away fans, right? Because if you go to a Vegas Golden Knights game, like. Mm-hmm. A good contingent of people who end up in the building, especially in the regular season, are people from all these different... That were already who, in Vegas, and yeah. They're yeah. already in Vegas anyway, and people be like, oh, screw it, let's do a weekend to go to Vegas. Especially if you live out in Western Canada, it's so cheap to just find a flight to go to Vegas. Like, even at the Flames game I was at, there were even Oilers fans that were there. So, like, hmm. you know, maybe if Vegas has to go through a period where, you know what, two, three years, they're not yeah, the best think they team, can handle it? maybe it might be ironically it might be like a florida situation where you know florida maybe they've had some lean years but you know what they love that christmas time when all those canadian teams end up coming in and all those fans those expats are in there they're making that money off of that like yeah like that's that's definitely held up florida in some of their leaner years i could see that happening for the vegas golden knights too but considering how competitive they've been consider how competitive i imagine them being in the future too like I can't see them being down for too long, and especially if the salary cap goes up too, maybe that plays a role in in helping them out as well, accommodating some of those contracts. Maybe, I'm not maybe sure you bring about, in like...
0: Cilinzião as like a like a, a half host, you know, to like get the, get that star quality. Um, and there will be no disparaging of Silenzion on this stream. Hey, Trinka's leaving. Uh, it's two a.m. over there, so we're just gonna say goodbye to him and everyone that's watching. We first of all absolutely adore it. We we're lucky to have all of you, it's so we midnight do appreciate it. Yeah, Where you guys are here. at. Well, this and Trinka, true. I guess, would be like on a boat about 30 minutes out of Newfoundland if it's 2 a.m. right now. But uh oh, if you could like the stream, I would really appreciate it. Cause then uh, Andrew would give me my pittance of $13 this month. And um I can go buy I can go into the forest and find some delicious nuts, maybe buy a loaf of bread. You know, it's tough. It's a tough, it's a tough industry. Um, Andrew, what can Florida do here? What's the gate? Like, I know we talked about starting strong. But they need their superstars to to be superstars in Game Five, don't they?
2: Yeah, they they need guys like Sam Bennett to start scoring. They need Matty Kachuk to uh, tape up whatever's helping or, or hurting them. And uh, Barkov obviously has to be great. But they need Bobrovsky, right, to be what he was in the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. They need him to stop some pucks. I know he wasn't the reason they lost tonight, but he needs to be basically impenetrable uh, against okay. the Golden Knights to to secure the bag here and push the series further. I don't think it's going to happen, though. I think this might be over in five. Man, I thought if they
1: won tonight, it would have gone a long way to the series being six or seven games. It could still very well be at that point. But, I mean, Andrew mentioned off the top, or Mark did, I don't remember, but Matthew Kuchuk needs to be healthy, uh, as healthy as he can be in the playoffs i think, right I think his
0: shoulder is barely holding on right yeah. now you know
1: like as I, a guy that's had a lot of shoulder oh, yeah.
0: issues and reconstruction i see that and when you know when you're hanging it down like as if you're holding a yeah you know 50 bags
1: of milk that's not a great sign. what's worse when you're dealing with a, a shoulder that's kind of dangling that, that way or when you have to like bang on your knee to when, put it back? you know
2: <laughs> Are you referencing mark specifically <laughs>
1: okay my broken <laughs> yes. bones for those of you that don't
0: know, I'm a thousand years old. And I like I screwed up my. I, I've been meniscus free since '93, okay. Since the last time a Canadian team won a you cup, you gave
1: a, you gave your meniscus. My, my meniscus. Canadians to win the Stanley Cup.
0: That's what. Yeah, actually, that's what distracted McSorley, and that's why his blade. You know, anyways. Um. So I've been no meniscus guys since since that time, and. So what he's mentioning here, sometimes what happens is I'm sitting at a game. I believe it was a PWHA game, right? It, it was. The it was. Yeah. Showcase. The showcase. And I slightly shifted my knee, like like an iota, and basically what happened is that it it like it popped out like this, and I didn't say anything for about twenty minutes, and then yeah. I, I have to start dieharding it, right? So like I have to start punching my own knee and slamming he it. You beating that knee like it owed him money. <laughs> yeah. So and. It doesn't look good and it's not normal. And yes, I am broken. So thank you for reminding me uh, about that. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So Aaron's mentioning here. Oh, first of all, we have shout out to Carl, who's in Vienna. Amazing. I hear I hear there's good music, historically speaking, there. Um, Aaron's mentioning, he's talking to Julian. He say, says, hey, Julian, did you see this Calgary sign tonight? Something like Calgary mistake equals Florida Cup. Yeah. They said uh, our mistake, your cup or something like that. And
1: there was a guy wearing a Flames jersey. I did not see that. But again, like, I mean, that's that is going to be talked about a lot, especially if Florida finds a way to come back and win. And even then, like Florida has themselves their centerpiece for the next eight years. Remember, because 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 yep. the 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 first apparently the first sign and trade in age history, Matthew Kachuk to the Florida Panthers signing that eight year deal, which should kick in next year. Well, next season at this point, what's the he making Pampers- next year? Oh, I forget the AAV. Man? I should probably just like look that up
2: really quickly. Kachuk, 9.5, 9.5. I was looking it up uh, bargain earlier a- today like... because of the Pierre-Luc Dubois ask he's for 9 million. Making... Okay, which everyone's yeah. making a huge deal out of it. Like, yeah, if his ask is 9 million, like, yeah, he's going to settle at 7. And then it's fine.
1: 7.5. Matthew Kachuk is, is making under $10 million, bro. Yep.
0: Right? He's and a that's, steal that's... of a deal. NHL great value. And I bet you even then GMs are like, oh, that's pretty rich. This is a little too rich for my blood. You know, like, I don't know. You know, you know, great.
1: you know, who I know probably doesn't feel that way, especially right now? Bill Zito. Bill yeah, Zito. Yeah. Bill Zito's a guy who, you know, when they were doing scouting meetings and they're looking at Matthew Kachuk, he would be like, man, we, I wish we had a player like that. And when an opportunity came, mm-hmm. like, there was an opportunity for him to make that move and he got him. I remember when he was saying that to me for that story I was writing for the athletic, where he was like, you know what? It's Matthew Kachuk. Like, all roads go back to that player. you know And he what? said
2: the same yeah. thing about Ben Sherratt. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> you're not going to yeah, see home runs the, every Florida, time. the Florida Panthers were one shootout loss away from, away from blowing it up. a lottery pick, basically, yeah. Yeah. for Ben Sherratt. Like, and that's... Um, the, the margins in this league,
0: on, man. man. And that's why, and you know, obviously I'm a big fan of we go full nerd analytics. but even when we look at all the advanced analysis, it gives us such a slight edge in what we can predict that mm-hmm. it, 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 it's still almost nothing. That's why the playoffs are so goddamn amazing to watch. And I actually don't even look at the numbers really, but you just know that it, like all bets are off. Uh, and, I, and again, I'm just excited to see two teams that made big, big, big moves, right? And, and I'm hoping, again, I'm hoping that maybe some canadian teams because we're getting to the point here that um some guys have start their careers and, and end it you know without even coming close to the playoffs in canada and so it's, it's a little a little sad i would put it that way and you know when let's say americans will kind of grind us for it and people will turn around and they'll say yeah but your players are canadian that's not the comeback you think it is like that's actually worse you know what i mean like it, it's like our our workers had to go to the United States to find success. Like, that's what you're essentially saying there. So it would be great if uh, they would actually start to um, emulate some of these big moves. All right. So Aaron's in Australia. Oh, geez. Right on. Um, let us know who, where else you are. I, I I feel like we're running long. We Andrew, are. are we running? It's super long. But that's Andrew? Okay. Yeah, I was about to say. This is do you have two children? Say. I do. How long does it take you to moisturize your head before you go to bed? Half a second. He has like the. But do you ever go bowling? <laughs> do you ever go bowling before? <laughs> hey,
1: Andrew, like when clock. you wash. Your, hey, Andrew, when you wash your face, when do you know where to stop?
2: <laughs> I just go the whole way, man. <laughs> Andrew, oh. love
1: you, man.
0: We're just making jokes, man. It's all good. Sorry, we absolutely dude. do, and that's the fun. So we're gonna wrap it up. And again, if you could like and su- like the stream and subscribe, we would love you for it. Um, this is my last hosting for this year. We got. A lot of cool stuff planned, though. I don't know if... We, can we announce what's what we're doing? That, that thing we talked about yesterday, Andrew?
2: Uh, not yet. I, I, I gotta oh, okay. I get that approved first. Ooh. 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 It's you gotta exciting. go to Adam
0: Wild to get it yeah. approved. Yeah. Ooh. That's right. Um, but we do want to thank absolutely everyone in the chat, because uh, the amount of times that you listen to us ramble on and on, it's, it's, it's just a privilege for us to be able to talk hockey and be hanging out with you. And everyone in the chats are our fourth host. Let's be perfectly honest. Cause once we start going on a tangent, they're the ones that uh, remind us what the hell we were talking about. 30 seconds like, ago, shut up and get back to hockey. We're like,
2: Oh, right. Yeah. The game. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah, right. Game over. Um,
0: before we go though, uh, I would just like everyone, I'd encourage everyone to obviously, I'm sure, you know, where to find Andrew on Twitter. Um, Julian, where can they find your, you only have 17 jobs this year. So you're like, you've been <laughs> lazy, lazy, some bitch.
1: Hey, I got rid of like 15 of those jobs, right? Andrew technically has one of the jobs I had
0: julian was the airbnb of jobs in, in in hockey like he was just taking on like oh you know every single one of them airbnb you know just jobs. like just ruining the housing market no 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 the Bro, reason, they're just they're just calling me up man just like hey that's the reason this, these days. because julian is easily one of the smartest and uh, best writers that we have in hockey um julian where can they Thank find you, you.
1: Uh, J.K.A. McKenzie is my Twitter handle. Uh, The Athletic uh, is where I write stuff. Uh, Subscribe to the Athletic Hockey Show. I do the Monday show with Ian Mendez. Uh, Ian, I believe, uh, not available for the Monday show. He might still be putting in that bid for the Ottawa Senators. So it's going to be me and Mark Lazarus uh, doing that show. And you're going to you're going to crap on all the small things being played in all the arenas. Did yeah, you, we might do quick, that. We might we might piss people off on that. There's Mark also another left, show we do on SDPN. I don't know if people know about it. Like the, Chris the the Johnston, the, the, the CJ show,
0: perhaps is that never DJ heard show. of it? Yeah, never heard the of
1: CJ it. show. The C stands for Chris, the J stands for Julian. Yeah, Oh,
0: <laughs> and um. <laughs> Right now, do you have anything in the works? Or are you just being lazy again? Are you just kind of letting your I wish I was being lazy, bro? I like there's a reason they come for you, and uh, for for well, not not for me and Andrew. There's a reason we're still in Montreal, <laughs> but there's a reason that they keep calling you, Julian. And it's again any single company in the world, uh, would be I lucky mean, to have some. I'm a bit more staff. a bit
1: more limited now because you know, uh, one company's paying me that money and they say, Hey, you can only work for so many people. So, uh, but yeah. no, man, I got I got stuff in the works, got an announcement coming up. Uh Maybe in a couple weeks, I guess. Uh, We'll see how that goes. That'll be fun to do. Um, I'm just looking forward to July, man. Uh, I'm looking forward to the draft. I'm looking forward to free agency. Are we going to Foo Fighters
0: finally? Did you get your tickets yet?
1: I got my ticket for Foo Fighters. Are you
0: going? Well, that's the thing. I looked at it and they're like 200 bucks. And the old man in me... That's less than two hundred bucks. Back in the day, Blues Fest was actually for blues and it cost like six like six pence. Like or, or like three rocks six of salt pence. to get it. Like yeah, yeah. It That's was how like...
2: old Bart Dubois no, is bro. Okay. He... the last bro, Six pence and one I... chicken. By the, yeah,
1: Mark Dumont would get to the Blues Fest grounds by horse and carriage. Well, to be, no joke, I did schedule,
0: we're going to go slaughter chicken right before, so I'm going to be in Smith Falls, and I'm going to go to Ottawa probably for the the concert. What? But the, the, yeah, well, I'll show you pictures. We have 300 chickens and about 100, Um, I was going to say goose, but that's not the, what do you call it? Geese. Um, no, well, <laughs> no, the um Thanksgiving bird there. Turkeys. 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 Yeah. Last concert I saw Blues Fest, by the way, was Wyclef Jean with Akon.
2: <laughs> okay, man of
1: culture, man of culture, right here, Andrew. It's funny you... because of how much you you love Wyclef Shaw, bro. You I love, love Whitecliff. No, I'm serious. You I do, but number one fan. A- I
0: love Wyclef but Akon Yo. I gotta admit. Was not a great part of that show, you know what I mean? Like it was...
1: What year did you watch Wyclef? Was that when they had Sweetest Girls? So Yo, was like I, I,
0: I saw Wyclef when he was in the Fugees, man. With the actual
2: Fugees
1: there, you know what I mean? Like uh, with oh, Lauren so Hill. So, did so, Lauren yeah. Hill show up or did she Mark, Yeah, yeah, yeah did she you've never like...
2: brought this story up before.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I've <laughs> yeah, never heard you talk about how much you love the Fugees and and Big Wyclef fan. Jean. When
2: well, we got to the point where Mark starts bringing out his, uh, his concert creds,
0: Okay, And then rat. Talib Kweli shot- as well. With well, but he was opening for the Beastie Boys. You know, U- Bart just starts singing, someone please call 911. And that's the worst himself. part? <laughs> <laughs> Akon ruined that song because, like, Whiteclef just no! got on nice Mason, And then Akon came in with, like, dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> I was
2: like, dollar, do you- dollar bill,
0: y'all. Yo, <laughs> like, yo anyways, shout out Wyclef, bro. On that note, and I'm going to let Andrew take us home, but I do want to thank everyone
1: for joining us. We're going to have uh, games. That's six- not usually how our hangouts go. Normally, I take you home.
0: Yeah, that's true. Hey, I am I'm more sober than you've ever seen me my entire life. Okay, so that's that's the great part. Um, We have game six. I'm not sure who's uh, or game what game. Game five. Five. Game five, brother. Game five. Tuesday. I'm not a numberologist, and uh, make sure to uh, keep an eye for
2: game over because we're be going live right after that. Andrew, final thoughts. Final thoughts. It's just a pleasure to see you all today. Julian and Mark, love you both. And I love everybody in the stream chat. Thank you so much for hanging out with us tonight. It was awesome. See you for the next one.
1: Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.